0: This is an RNZ podcast.
1: Kyoto, good evening. For the first time in recent memory, an All- Blacks match has been cancelled just days from kickoff. The tropical storm set to strike Japan has been deemed too dangerous for some World Cup games to be played. That was News Hub at 6 on Thursday night, leading with the news that the All Blacks and Italy game in Toyota had been called off because Super Typhoon Hagabus was heading for Honshu at about kickoff time. England v France was scratched as well, and Scotland against Samoa put in doubt too. World Rugby's big call was the lead story right across the media in this country that night, with the bulletins even featuring meteorological risk assessment from Steve
0: Hansen. These guys have about 25 typhoons a year, so. and and a heck of a lot of earthquakes. So in our planning, we had to take that into
1: consideration. All Black fans who'd made the trip hadn't planned on this, though, and they were given an airing on plenty of programmes, though they got short shrift from one morning report listener on Friday morning. And on the cancellation of the All Blacks game against Italy, Maureen in Christchurch tells us, those selfish and self-entitled rugby fans need to get a life. When in Japan, do as the Japanese do. Obey the authorities and stay inside. The lives of millions are in danger. Meanwhile, broadcasters were concerned about what they were entitled to. British rights holder ITV was livid about two home nation's fixtures summarily scratched like that, and the All Blacks probably would have pulled an audience for them in the UK too this weekend. Likewise, Rye in Italy and TF1 in France were not best pleased either, and would surely be consulting the terms and conditions of their contracts, and possibly their lawyers. So were the primary rights holders here, though they were keeping their cards close to their chest, judging by this in RNZ's news bulletin on Friday. RNZ News at one o'clock. Good afternoon. I'm Paul Brennan. Spark Sports says it's in close touch with its partners at the Rugby World Cup over the cancellation of tomorrow's All Blacks game. Spark Sport has the rights to show the tournament in New Zealand and RNZ News asked if it will consider asking for compensation as a result of the cancellations. The company says it cannot comment on contractual matters. But it was also a bummer for Spark's free-to-air TV partner TVNZ, which swiftly announced on Thursday after the cancellation it was replacing its delayed coverage of the Italy game with a recap of the cup called The Story So Far. Now one of the stories so far for the media has been the repeated streaming failures in Spark's life coverage online this week there were stories about people threatening to go to court over those and even complain to the commerce commission and there had been fears that all these problems and the bad pr might have actually put spark off any further incursions into sports broadcasting but up until the cancellation of this weekend's games this was the big news Accessibility to a wider audience has been at the heart of New Zealand Cricket's decision to sign a six-year deal with Spark Sport and TVNZ. The media and technology companies have agreed to cover all international and domestic games at home. The current deal with Sky Sport runs until the end of next season. NZC Chief Executive David White explains their rationale. I guess the key for us is making the game relevant for the future. We believe the platform combination between the three of us is exciting and we will um, be more accessible to New Zealanders. Now by that, Cricket New Zealand's boss meant more accessible than pay TV titan Sky, which had held those rights for almost 25 years and whose counterpart wasn't happy, according to Talk ZB. White says he's broken the news to the boss of Sky television. I
0: spoke to Martin Stewart this morning. Um, he was disappointed.
1: Sky's still involved with cricket. In July, they signed a six-year coverage deal with Cricket Australia. Straight after that on News Talk ZB, the long-time sports journalist Phil Gifford and his co-host Simon Barnett zeroed in on what this meant for viewing fans, splitting top-level cricket coverage between two subscription services on different platforms.
0: The Ashes is played, of course, offshore, and
1: the Boxing Day test is played in Australia. Now, they will still be on Sky. So if you're big fans of the overseas cricket that New Zealand plays in, then you'll still have to get your Sky subscription. That's right. To see them play offshore, but onshore you'll need your Spark subscription. Correct. So now we're getting pretty expensive. And then there was that problem that the Rugby World Cup streaming so far had thrown into sharp relief. So here's the big thing the rural community, as we've heard, are pretty upset about this. They love their cricket, and for many,
0: they can't even get the broadband, the fibre that's required. Yeah. So, so, well, what do you do about it though?
1: Well, venting to RNZ was one option, and here's Tracy from the recently formed group The People Against Spark Sport.
0: To know that the cricket um, rights have actually gone to the same company who treat their customers uh, like the scum of the earth, it's it's absolutely horrible.
1: And after that, Telecom Users Association spokesperson Craig Young told RNZ streaming cricket fault-free is another degree of difficulty again.
0: We're now talking about a sport that can last for up to eight hours a day um, against a rugby game which lasts for two, two and a half hours. And so that's going to require a reliable connection for that length of time. Um But also, what about your data caps? So a lot of rural communities live with data caps when most of us in urban have got unlimited plans now. So that's going to be a concern as well. And let's not forget test cricket, which takes five days. So you've got five days of eight hours of high-quality streaming that you're going to need a reliable connection, but also... Um, a big data plans.
1: Now upselling customers to an unlimited plan where it's possible with a bit of cricket chucked in as part of the package is surely part of Spark's plan but the problem goes further than just a weak stream what about the presentation for such an unpredictable sport while weather knocking out rugby world cup matches caused chaos it's a fairly regular thing in cricket production values are critical as veteran sportscaster Brendan Telfer pointed out on 9 to noon last Thursday
0: and you can ask anyone from Sky Television, TVNZ or TV3, and they'll tell you it takes years to get all of the production's all the production parts up and running efficiently professionally and consistently and it takes years to get this this act right and so I would have thought the prudent thing for cricket to do would have been just to have stayed with Sky for a little longer and see how Sparks developed it's got to be money isn't it but it, As in the end, we discussed suppose, this morning it's yeah, got to be they offered it. them exactly. more than they could and, than they could turn uh, down. Uh, you know New Zealand cricket doesn't have the income that New Zealand rugby does it relies heavily on overseas kind of monies from places like India and the ICC Uh, to be able to compete and survive. And so along comes Spark with a huge big check, clearly greater than what uh, Sky were prepared to offer, so they've taken the money. Um, And I think also, this is whether we like it or not, Catherine... This is the shape of things to come. As more and more of these providers get into this market to deliver television uh, or to deliver sport on television and other devices, um, we're going to have to pay more.
1: Now, previously, Mike Hosking at News Talk ZB called Spark's Rugby World Cup coverage crap. But after Sky's share price plunged on Thursday, he gave Spark 8 out of 10 for its bold move the next morning.
0: Spark Sport 8. Yes, indeedy. If you didn't take them seriously
1: before, now's the time to start and another bad day at the office for Sky but in fact Sky was already having a better day at the office that day. Within the hour, Sky had announced it had extended its exclusive deal for international cricket for the next four years, on top of that six-year deal with Cricket Australia, all to help fill that dedicated channel for cricket it launched earlier this year. And by the afternoon, the New Zealand Herald was reporting that Sky would likely retain its crown jewels, rights to the All Blacks, Rugby Championship and Super Rugby matches, currently the cornerstone of its business. The Herald reckoned that the deal for that, through to 2025, would cost more than $400 million, and that's more than the current value of the entire company going by the share price on that day. Now Sky wouldn't confirm or deny if such a big bid was really on the table, though they wouldn't have been worried about the signal that it sent out, having already lost the rights to domestic cricket, English Premier League football, hockey and Formula One to Spark Sport recently, and then watched them take on the Rugby World Cup in partnership with TVNZ. And the same afternoon, the state-owned broadcaster joined the PR fray with a statement headed Cricket, Rugby and the Strength of TVNZ. This boasted about upcoming T20 internationals showing on TVNZ1 and the Duke channel and it claimed that 2.3 million New Zealanders had so far tuned into its free-to-air coverage of the Rugby World Cup. And that's the kind of accessibility presumably that New Zealand cricket was talking about when they turned their backs on Sky TV this week. And TVNZ will be looking forward to pulling in the biggest TV audiences of this year on old-fashioned TV1 when the All Blacks resume in Japan at the quarterfinal stage. And beyond that, into the semi-finals and the final live on free-to-air TVNZ. Further typhoons permitting, of course, unless the opponents blow the All Blacks away on the pitch.